Hello, and welcome to the Intersectionality Research Hub podcast series from Concordia University. Episode 7 This episode features conversations on the topic of digital memorialization, funerary practices, making meaning of loss, interventions in grieving, and representations of death as part of our series documenting the 2018 fourth symposium of the Death Online Research Network. Dr. Anu Harju is from the University of Helsinki. Her work focuses on spectacular forms of violence. I'm here with Anu Harju, a well-known academic who has published extensively in this area, looking at not vernacular, but spectacular forms of violence. And here she's looking particularly at spectacular deaths and the kinds of public reactions that are evoked as a result of that. Aryu, can you tell us more about your research? We are looking at the uh, acts of terrorist violence that took place in Finland uh, a year ago and the public reactions that um, it evoked. And what we're finding is that it's not so much standing united um, as public commemorations are normally about solidarity and standing united as a nation. There's lots of division and also lots of issues that are not directly related to death. There are lots of political and cultural problematic issues in the society that come up because of the attacks. So in your research, what what are some of the things you found? Well, what we find is that if we think about participation in violent events, then we tend to think in terms of uh, a memorialization and commemoration and sharing in this kind of positive uh, coming together. But it seems as if also this new mode of participating in violent events, which is uh, via hatred, which takes many forms and is directed at multiple um, issues that is not just <coughs> hatred towards the perpetrator, it's wider social issues like immigration and contemporary politics. So, so it's more nuanced ways of taking part in what's happening, like these disruptive events. Can you say a little bit more about hate as an affective liquid that kind of draws this, you know, slides all these sort of people together? Mm. Yeah, it seems that it's, obviously this study is about terrorist violence, but it seems that hate as an affect is very um, contemporary mode of belonging. It, it also relates to like feminist issues. Like we have um, like sort of celebrity feminists in Finland as well, so they get a lot of hate as well for voicing their opinions and for being what they are. So the same with these terrorist attacks that Hate seems to be something that comes from fear. It's not hate as in, I wouldn't think the hate is the primary emotion. I think it's probably fear and it's just manifested as hatred because it you know, relates to nationalism and you know the fear of you know, the cultural invasion and all this. In Benedict Anderson's work, he's really tied in the notion of nationalism and mm. print communications. Mm. How, can you now connect that, or what is your sense of the connection between these online digital media mm. and these spectacular deaths? Well, I think it's if you think of the notion of imagined communities, then these people who share in hatred, then they obviously feel that they need an audience. They feel marginalized by the contemporary politics and they want to share with someone 
their ideology. It's like um, Ali Hochschild has used the notion deep story about the American politics and the Trump elections and how people are cutting in line. So it comes from fear of losing your own position in society and you don't want someone else to come and take that. So I think this hatred is, um, um, like I say, it's, it's fear of change and of the new, but it manifests as hating that mm -hmm. and hating the other and, you know. Mm -hmm. The Turco killings were uh, perpetrated by a Muslim. Yeah, right? a Moroccan. A Moroccan mm. Muslim. How does that sort of factor in, in terms of like your, the European discourse around Islam, Islamophobia? Well, it seems that of late, uh, the perpetrators um, have been from Morocco. So it has been kind of centralized that nowadays terror comes from Morocco, and particularly uh, in terms of Islam, that you know it's seen as a violent religion and kind of essentialized in that way. Um, which, interestingly, also the asylum seekers, if we think of the wider issue of immigration, they are mainly not from Morocco, that they're mainly from Syria, Afghanistan, but they all get categorized in the same, um, in the same group of, of you know, invaders, so to speak. That um, just because um, the perpetrator happened to be Moroccan, now the reaction is that everyone who's every asylum seeker, and you know, being that everyone who's Muslim is evil, and you know, it's just I think it's just embodied now in the Moroccan type. So, in terms of the the Death Online Research Conference, right? How do you see your work being connected to digital technologies and death? So I've been throughout this uh, death online, I've been participating from the beginning. So I've been looking at public deaths rather than private, um, celebrity deaths and then, you know, violent terrorist um, attacks. But because terror is so global nowadays, even if it happens locally, then because of the media, media, mediated nature of it, then it's really instantaneously global and it draws in these communities, these effective communities, like you asked earlier about hatred. So people align around these pockets of affect globally, even if the, this one happened in Finland, but then, for example, on Twitter, then it's global and it's everywhere, and it ties with the other attacks as well. I'm glad you mentioned Twitter. Um, in terms of a platform, what do you see as sort of the most powerful platform now for circulating messages of hate? Hmm, that's a good question. I think it, it might be country specific and there's lots of discussion forums that people go and they revel on the topic, you know, in very negative terms. Um, Twitter, I would think that on a regular day is not so much full of hate, but it is as soon as something happens, so because it's instantaneous medium so you can just go there and you know spew out this sentiment um but youtube also it's slower but you have been researching youtube as well uh the commentary it's not necessarily the videos but it's the commentary that it draws that you can see the same kind of vitriol because whatever the video or the original tweet sets out then it invites you know both the positive and the negative and then people inside that commentary kind of start attacking each other. Do you think that that this hate has always been there, but somehow the digital media that we have around us today is sort of facilitating the expression of that in a way that it otherwise wasn't possible before? 
I think yes and no. I think people are more scared nowadays, and it's because of the political climate and the labor market situation and you know general precarity of life. So I think people are more defensive, and then it comes out as hate. Whereas I wouldn't, obviously I don't know historically, but my guess would be that there's always been some degree of hate and antagonism, obviously. Um, but perhaps not as volatile as it is nowadays and as reactive and quick because we have the means to disseminate. So maybe it's, you know, happy trigger fingers that you can just instantly say what you think. Thanks so much. Thank you. Intersectionality is a term coined by black feminist legal theorist Kimberly Crenshaw to explain how people at the intersection of different marginalized identities are invisibilized ignored and or subjugated by power. The Intersectionality Research Hub is a project headed by Professor Yasmin Diwani with financing by Concordia University. You can find more information on Facebook or at intersectionalityhub.ca or by coming to visit us in person at Concordia.